Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe. I'm Alex Gehring. Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's April Fool's Day. It is. Do you like April Fool's Day? I'm really not a fan of it. No. Yeah. No. Did you? Did... Has anybody pranked you already today? Uh, yeah. A friend tried to send me a link, um, convincing me that weird things were going to happen in a Harry Potter book that really aren't. And my, I read it, and I was like, my brain goes. And then I said the words out loud, and I was like, April Fool's. And I texted her back. She's like, darn it. I thought I would fool you. Has anybody fooled you yet? Uh, not really, but I did get an email from Chris Smith over at Curator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of their bulk. I mean, he and I aren't on like a first-name basis or anything like that. Saying I can help you do that, that if you'd like. Well, we've met a couple times, but like I don't think he would like remember my name. But he doesn't remember anyone's name. Know. It's a running industry joke. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, so don't fun. feel bad. <laughs> He and Jared James, they're probably listening, I don't care, they never remember anyone's name at industry events, and so it's a running joke that they'll never remember your name. It's fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, so anyway, he sent me an email, and it said, Curator, their company, Mm -hmm. has acquired Instagram. And I go, ugh. I hate this day. Right. Because the whole day, you can't believe anything anyone says to you. You can't. I can't. I'm like afraid to look at Inman. Somebody's going to say that they've acquired Zillow and it's going to just be, yeah. Right. I do remember on this day seven years ago, though, I announced my pregnancy. And it was a real and thing. It really was real. Yeah, because yeah. you really—it's—it's it's really bad if you do it. And it's, it's not really real. Bad. Yeah, but yeah. but it's it was a real tacky. thing, and no one thought, no one believed us, and was like, no, really, it's real. No, it's I'm not a horrible person. I wouldn't joke about this. Good for you. <laughs> but my husband specifically wanted to do an April Fool's Day just to try to throw people off because we'd been married like 15 years at that point. They're like, so no one's going to believe us. So let's do it. It's, it's awesome. It's like a joke within a joke, then almost. Kind it of. is. Yeah. It's like joke inception. Yeah. Okay. We did prank my child this morning, though. So he was getting ready for school, and my husband came in and said, you're going to have to eat school lunch today. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, you didn't go to the store this on Saturday, so we didn't, you know, remember to buy the stuff for your your stuff, uh, for your lunches. And he, like, started to, like, almost get to the verge of tears. And we're like, we're kidding. Oh, we're kidding. Oh, gosh. Well, how, why would that be so bad? What, what do you usually my send him with? My child is an extremely picky eater. Like, yeah? Yeah, he's very picky. Like, dinner is typically the ego microwavable little um, chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> Or maybe the little uh, cups of mac and cheese that you make in the microwave in three and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Like, that's, we're really expanding our horizons if we get much past (laughs) that. He used to eat more, and like, the older he gets, the less he eats. He just pretty much snacks. What did they feed him at school? What was the school Uh, lunch going to be that he was so worried about? Today was hot dog or chicken patty. He wouldn't have touched those. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound good About the only one he eats is the um, chicken nuggets with hot roll. And he gets real excited about the hot roll portion. So, you know, whatever. Your child's not old enough to prank yet. No, she's no. not. She's not. I would probably try, but she'd give me a look and it'd be Right, done. and then you'd be done. Yeah. She can give you any look and you'd be done. She can. Yeah. yeah. It's basically how it would I be. feel like Starbucks pranked you this morning, though. They did. So I had to uh, hang out in the Starbucks line for about 20 minutes. You you and I have both had interesting experiences with Starbucks here yes. lately. Yes. They yeah. Just, you just... Starbucks was a little slow for me. And uh, for me, I was at the airport going to Atlanta last week, and I ordered the hot caramel cloud macchiato and the lady points to the sign and she says ma'am it's only a cold drink so then i pointed to the sign which right above the picture of the drink it says try hot or cold she goes no ma'am it's only an iced drink and i said again it says try hot or cold and she argued with me one more time and then finally i was like right there it says the word hot and i've literally had this at least 10 times hot (laughs) i swear i'm not making anything up 
So she goes to the cash register. She figures out how to ring it up. I take a picture of the board, and I'm like, I'm going to post about this. And then I walk down and get my <laughs> drink, and they made it cold anyways. And I was like, son of a biscuit. And so whenever I landed in Atlanta, my friend Mara, she brought me a hot one. She goes, I saw your post, and I just brought you a hot one. So here's the deal. I really did try. I posted on your Facebook right? that I tried the hot cloud macchiato. I really didn't like it very much. I've had the cold. Right. And the cold is, it's a little too sweet for me. Right. Like in general. Okay. But the hot is like. like really sweet. It, it almost is. It's yeah, like that's even why I sweeter. like it. Yeah, okay. that, the, the cold it. one was a little too bitter for me. Okay. So I needed that hot. I, I, I really like sugar. You like the separation. So you wanted like that cloud. No, the, I just want sugar. Just the sugar. Just sugar. Just okay. really. Got See, it. I'm one of those people that when I started drinking coffee, I really just liked coffee with my cream and my sugar. Like it's been a struggle for the last probably six, seven years for me to slowly dial back on the amount of cream and sugar going into my coffee and to increase the amount of coffee, coffee going into my your coffee. coffee yeah it's <laughs> i never was that person i was a hot chocolate drinker so like switching oh. over to coffee was a hard got it. hard sell for me so got it so alex i feel like something really exciting happened in your life last week or the week i've literally lost track of days but one of these days recently something really exciting happened what happened yeah so i got word that i was officially selected as one of the realtor magazine 30 under 30 Woohoo! Yay! Congratulations. So thank you all for your support, and the association was so awesome. Mm -hmm. And really, I I, I feel like um, a lot of I mean a lot of it's owed to the association and to everybody that's given me lots of opportunities to lead and serve. And so I appreciate all of those opportunities. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's very well deserved, and so excited to have you and the Kansas side. And then we had a girl out of St. Louis on the yeah. Missouri side. You and actually so, won the Voters Choice Award yes, as well. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Very so, cool. It's exciting. Um, I'm excited yeah. to meet all of these people. You go through the list, and there's just so many awesome stories, and yeah. it really. Have they told you to when that. you get to come up to Chicago and do all that stuff and meet everybody? Yeah. So that was supposed to be like this month, but they couldn't tell us because they didn't know. No. And I'm like, oh well. I don't know if I could do that, but uh, I think we're going to try to meet up uh, in D.C. There should be like a gathering. I hope Reception. so, at least. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure something out. Good. Were you already planning on going to the D.C. mid-year meeting? Oh, They're yeah. They're not called mid-year sure. anymore. I will always call it mid-year. It's a thing. So were you already planning on going? Yes. So that just works right on in. It just works. Amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So we probably need to do my book bit. Can we yeah. do my book bit? Sure. Okay. All right. You ready? Uh-huh. Do, 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 do Bobby's book bit. So today for my book bit, uh, I have chosen the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, Malcolm also wrote Tipping Point, Blink, a whole bunch of other books. Um, okay, stop for just a second. Kay. I have a question for you. Okay. Is it Outliers? Oh, Outliers. Okay. It's Outliers. There we go. That makes me feel way better yeah. because I've read this book the whole time. Yeah. It's Outliers. Okay, great. It's Outliers. <laughs> it's Bobby's, um, her accent that she doesn't really have. It is. It's still really early. And I have not had enough of that caffeine thing I was talking about earlier. I have not. It's Outliers. But are they liars? They're not liars. They're not liars. No. And they're, they're not. They're Outliers. If they are lying, they're not out there about it. Outliers. Okay. Coffee. Okay. So they are outliers. Um, so you've read this book. So this is good. You can help with this. Yeah. This can turn into the Alex book. No. 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 no that would be bad. Okay. That would be very bad. So what I really love about this book is the concept that we think that all of these people that have extraordinary amounts of success, your Bill Gates, 
your the Beatles, um, hockey players, pilots even. We think that they have this just extraordinary talent and this innate ability that other people don't have. And what this book and the research goes to show is that, yeah, they have talent, but there's also a lot of other circumstances that have led them to the success that they have through being born at either the right time of the year and the right month if you're a hockey player, being born into the right time in society if you were starting a Silicon Valley company, um, and the amount of practice that they have, which actually ties back to his book, Tipping Point, that you get mastery of anything with 10,000 hours worth of practice. All of these people were put into the right situations where they got more practice than the people around them. So it's not just their innate talents and abilities, it's the other circumstances that surrounded them that have made them the successes we are, or that they are, not we are. Um, and so I just, I just find the whole concept fascinating, you know, sure. even such things as pilots, how much better a pilot is, you know, based off the, the types of trainings they have. And like, that's very um, timely right now, given the max eight airplanes, you know, they're talking about the two that failed. Those pilots had like less than 200 hours worth of training. Wow. I didn't you know? realize that. Yeah, and so they're thinking that that could actually be part of it, but then you get the people, you can't blame the pilot, and it's, you know, going back and forth. But is there something to be said for that? And so what were your takeaways from the book? Well, part of it, so I, I read it a couple of years ago, like right when it, it it's not that old of a book, no. really. It's one of his newer mm-hmm. ones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, probably my biggest takeaway is that there are some things that we have the, there are some circumstances that we have the privilege of having, mm-hmm. right? And then there are some circumstances that we create. And no matter what your trajectory is, you can modify your circumstances and still make it to the top of where you want to go right. with the right amount of effort. There are just some things that you can't control. And it's the the for me it was that those people that he highlights in the book, they took advantage of the situations when they presented themselves right. in their life. Right. Such as Gates being at a high school that had a computer lab that was better than anything else in the country, even at colleges at that time. And then he put himself in a place to be there and take advantage of that circumstance where other people were presented with that opportunity. They didn't take advantage of sure. it. And now they're not Bill Gates. Sure. Yeah. Or the the star <laughs> hockey players. I mean, if you want to be a star hockey player, you need to be born January, February, or March based off when the um, league start. And so the older kids, the bigger kids, and the people that are born in the fall, they're not going to get the same opportunities that those kids born January through March are. And it's just a crazy concept to me that star hockey players typically are born in the first That's Q1. That's interesting. Yeah, identifying those opportunities is not always the easiest thing, though. Right. And so knowing all those opportunities coming at you, which is the one that I take advantage of, which is the one that's going to push me right. forward, that's the question that we deal with a lot. So For sure. Yeah. All right. You know, probably need to bring our guest in um, today. What are we talking about? Well, we're going to talk about the Diversity Committee, and we're going to talk about fair housing. April is Fair Housing Month in the U.S., and so we're going to talk to Tanisha Looney and Maria Zawaga. Um, um, they are... Um, chair and former chair of the diversity committee and we're gonna talk a little bit about what they're doing with the diversity committee and why fair housing is so incredibly important awesome let's do it bring them in hey alex hey bobby do you know why i love kcrer as much as i do why it's because we are just completely customer oriented association Did, did you see what just happened just a little bit ago Mm, remind me okay so so we were between sessions and kip cooper comes walking by and i'm like hey kip you got any cake 
And he's like, hang on. And he comes back and he brings me this amazing cupcake with a big gumball on top. Kip, I, you're kind of in trouble with me right now. Right, because you didn't get a cupcake, but you didn't ask for a cupcake. Mm. I did. I should for cake. Ask cupcake. and you shall receive. Exactly. So, you know, we just have an amazing association that supports us in everything that we do. Well, if we want to keep that kind of uh, <laughs> thing up. Right. I, I mean, I feel like we need to make sure that we show our association that we support them. Yes, just like they support us. One a little bit ago, the the professional development committee had asked about a podcast, and uh, and lo and behold, KCRAR has delivered. Um, and so, if you appreciate the podcast and and you feel like you're getting a lot of value out of it, please hit subscribe. Be sure to leave us a five star review if and you like us. If you like us, if you don't like us, don't do anything. Just don't listen. Then right, right. You can always choose not to listen. <laughs> And then we're going to need you to um, follow us on SoundCloud. That would be really awesome if you could do that. And then tell all your friends on your Facebook, your chaps of Snap, your installators, all of those. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go tell everybody all about listening to us and how amazing we are. But if you hate us, again, just pretend like this didn't even happen. <laughs> right? Sounds great. Subscribe. Now. All right, so we are back with our guests, Maria and Tanisa. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being um, here with us today. Um, let's just find out a little bit about who you are. Tanisa, we'll start with you. I believe you are the current chair of KCRER's Diversity Committee, but else, what else do we need to know about you? Oh, yes, I am, and I am actually excited about being the chair this year. Uh, I am also the owner and uh, CEO of Keys Realty Group Incorporated. It is an urban core a real estate brokerage. Uh, I've been a real estate broker for 15 years now yay uh you guys that adds my, up real quick look, you guys know my crazy life then mm-hmm. um I, I love your necklace by the way she has a necklace with her company logo on it and it's oh, beautiful cool. i know i love it oh thanks thanks uh i'm also the president of the kansas city homes tour experience which is the urban core homes tour slash home show that was created last year in commemoration of the 50th anniversary of the fair housing act and it was such a success that I just said that we'll do this by uh, biannually every year. And I'm also the owner of a construction company, Field Day Dynamics. So that is me in a nutshell. Busy. Do you, do you sleep? <laughs> I do not. Okay. I, I do not. <laughs> as soon as, matter of fact, I have to hit the highway to go to work uh, out of state as soon as 3 o'clock today. All right. So, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So, Maria, tell us a little bit about you. So I am an associate real estate broker with Remax Realty Suburban. We are the owners of the Suluaga Group. Uh, we have been in the business about 23 years. So my husband and I have a team, and it is called the Suluaga Group. We um, work with a lot of international buyers and a lot of different background uh, buyers and sellers. Um, about 60, 70% of our clientele is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, is a wonderful experience to work with them to understand um, what their needs are, so that we can serve them better. Right, that's awesome. I love it. Can she say Sulago again? I just I like know. the way she. I, I don't even know. know. <laughs> is that your last name? I don't know what it was. But it was just a beautiful Suluaga. Suluaga. All right. Yes. Last name. Yes, with Z. Okay. Oh, that's a, so I spent some time living in Mexico while I was in college, and so just like. 
start talking with the accent, I get all excited and just like, okay, I feel like I'm back <laughs> home again, um, my second home. All right. So I'm so excited we have you guys, you ladies here today because this topic is actually perfect for both of you. April is Fair Housing Month mm-hmm. and both of you, you are talking about your homes tour, talking with the diverse group of people that you work with in your business. Why is Fair Housing Month so extremely important? Wow, it is so extremely important because uh, with with the the changes that have uh, been done to the law, where we had a uh, an amendment, we had the law, and then we had an amendment to that law, and it is um, giving us tools to really serve the best way possible to give uh, people opportunity to really take advantage of all the wonderful things um, this country offers. In my case, uh, I see a lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people that ha- that are taken advantage of because of not knowing their rights, mm-hmm. because of um, not understanding that um, they have options, that um, there's uh, uh, tax ID loans, that they can uh, refinance um, so many things. So it really is um, a wonderful uh, thing to, to really understand it and to, um, to serve the community better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing that we have all the tools, um, it's, it, it really is something that we, I embrace and I welcome and I absolutely um, love this what we're we're going to start doing this month which we should always apply it but celebrating um the, this month is is great yeah and I, I love when we put that twist on it it's not remembering it's not doing it's it's celebrating mm-hmm. it's celebrating all of us have the ability and the right to achieve the american dream correct correct it's the opportunity yeah. and and the the lack of or the 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 stopping discrimination Mm -hmm. and that's important so i mean although fair housing we don't you know quite still have fair housing everywhere and for everyone but you know as long as we keep fighting towards it and working towards it then eventually we have fair and affordable housing for for every person yeah it's it's that thing that we continually strive for it's like um on the podcast i do i have a book bit that i do every week and unfortunately i did this back in Apparently, back in December, I did the – but the it applies to this conversation we're having here. The book Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love that book because it teaches us so much about how the laws that were set in place by our government created the segregation we have in the neighborhoods that we have, the disparity in home equity that we still have now based on laws that were set so long ago. And even back to the, our own history within the National Association of Realtors that, you know, as recently as 50 years ago, it was against the code of ethics for the National Association to help people of color. Exactly. Like, that's just crazy to me. And I've been in the business for 32 years, and that wasn't that long ago, you know, that that happened. And we still have so much more to achieve. When you read The Color of Law there towards the end, there are still practices in place we have covenants here in kansas city that doesn't allow Mm -hmm. people of color or people of certain uh uh, backgrounds and races to own here in kansas city that is sad yeah and and it's here it's it's around us 
every day. And it's unfortunate because last year was my first year on diversity mm-hmm. and just talking with different people and then going to different organizations, they don't experience half of the things that we experience mm-hmm. as minorities every day. They were really clueless. And it's like, wow, you live in this bubble over here but all this is happening around you that's why it's important that diversity do have a lot of initiatives and, and, and get involved in a lot of different things this year and so and and moving forward we want to involve more people and especially more of our members to to understand that there's a world outside of the world that they're working in and the people that they're working with and we all deserve some fairness Right. You know, and I think it's too easy for people to go, oh, it's 2019. That still can't be a thing. No, it is very much a thing. And I think to a certain extent, it's a more alive well and now than it ever has been in the past. Like a report just came out over the weekend, I believe it was, is that home ownership among African-Americans is down. It is. And it's continuing this thing that we just think, oh, everything's perfect now that it's 2019. We're smart. No, we're not. I, and I, I applaud you for the things that the diversity committee wants to do this year. So you brought up diversity committee. What are some of the initiatives that you have coming forward this year? Oh, okay. So of course we have the, the homes tour that we'll do. Tell me more about that. I got excited when you started talking about that. (laughs) You know, we could talk about this all day. So the homes tour. Let's do. Um, the homes tour again, like I said, was created last spring in commemoration of the 50th anniversary of the fair housing act. Well, um, we're still commemorating the the Fair Housing mm-hmm. Act. So it's a spring and fall tour. It's a two-day event. It happens at 3200 Wayne. That's the Mohart Center. Um, the first day is strictly education, a lot of education, because that is what stops most people from being anything, uh, able to buy a home or, or, or just anything in life is education. So because we know the underserved, there's a lot of underserved uh, communities that are lacking the education that is required to have the knowledge to be able to buy a home or to be able to get your credit in order or, uh, you know. So Saturday is nothing but education. So we'll have uh, Hispanic and English home buying seminar from 12 to 1.30. Maria is very, very, is being very helpful with identifying the people who can uh, help put that on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we'll have a small business Q&A from 2 to 2.30. And then we'll have a small business workshop. Because what is our city made up of? It's a lot of small businesses. The small businesses are the heartbeat for our city. Mm-hmm. So that's what Saturday is. But in, to make it bigger in scale, we incorporated a home show. The Urban Court does not have a home show. I go to the home shows mm-hmm. everywhere. But there's not a lot of um, diversity at the home show, period. So we wanted to create a home show that was centrally located so that everybody who's participating in the tour and the events for the weekend and and beyond can come and enjoy a home show in the Urban Core. So that's Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 6. And then diversity, we are putting on, um, what would we call it, Maria? Sort of like a seminar educational piece to go over... uh, to go over the pride in neighborhoods, uh, you once you once you create homeowner. Go ahead. That's how we create communities. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's one very important thing to uh, emphasize these days that people want to live in communities, and you know you want to be able to um, to know your neighbors, to walk to you know the store or to 
um, you know, be able to have people, um, you know, take care of your house while you're gone, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think um, these days we're not seeing that because, um, you know, and, and that's another story, and that is the, the lack of uh, inventory. So a lot of people mm -hmm. are moving from their neighborhoods, let's say, you know, in, in Johnson County, we're seeing mm -hmm. that a lot, where uh, kids, you know, young uh, first-time home buyers are moving out of the um, county because of this um, of the lack of inventory but we are trying to um, have the seminar in English and Spanish so that um, you know we uh, we make it a really big success and mm -hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's really a great idea we always try to educate uh, not only the the community as a whole but also the the realtor community mm -hmm. um, I think when going back to the what we're celebrating it's really knowing how to serve different communities um having the knowledge of because remember it's not only race it's it's you know it's so many other things mm -hmm. that we want to make sure we serve everybody the best way and um you know kcrir has a class now that my husband and i developed on um, serving the community better, you know, mm -hmm. serving the Hispanic community. You know, what is a Latino versus a Hispanic? Um, you know, there's so so much information that in misinformation mm -hmm. that uh, w during developing the class, we found out that it's it's just incredible. Um, let me give you an example. Okay. The, um, there is a perception that 30% of the Latinos uh, or Hispanic community in the country is illegal, mm -hmm. when really it's only 17%. Why? Because most, it's, it's, um, it's very sad. Most, when you see the news, when you hear the news regarding Latinos or Hispanics, it's, uh, it's always about, you know, the, who's illegal, what's going on with, uh, you know, with politics, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. But they don't, um, we don't see m too much uh, highlights on all the success and all the uh, purchasing power that we do have, and the businesses yeah. that they that they that they create, uh, and, and that's 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 probably about almost every minority community in persons in the urban core you hear about all the crime i mean i've mm -hmm. talked to different tv stations and and say you guys highlight so much negative mm -hmm. negativity in our communities that you don't ever come out and highlight the good things that are occurring yeah. because i was i i mean i feel like i pay for commercial coverage with your with these different television stations for the homes tour mm -hmm. but no one came and done coverage over it so I'm paying these stations to cover for for commercials but you're not highlighting and coming out and, and seeing the people who are not doing anything criminal who are trying to get education who are interested in becoming homeowners in the urban core so they don't highlight all the positivity things that right. minorities or diverse or underserved communities or are actually participating and partaking in they only highlight when there's something negative so that's um that's one reason this the tour is a hope tour that's what i like to call it it's a hope tour because it, it gives everybody 
we're saying brown and, and and black people, but this is the hope for everybody to be able to come, become homeowners because there are more underserved uh, communities besides African Americans and Hispanics. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there I don't even know the proper name. There are white people. There I mean, there all there's there, Haitians. There's right. all kind of people who are who are not being served. Mm-hmm. So that what that's what the tour is about. It's about it's about hope. And on Sunday is the fun part. That's when we get actually on the buses and we go around to view re- recently renovated and newly constructed homes in the urban core. And then we'll come back after that and we'll have a big community mixer. So there will be free food, kids zones, uh, free books for from the library, uh, music, uh, photo booths. It's fun. It's a fun time and it's family friendly and it's free. Sounds like an awesome opportunity to yeah. celebrate your community. I mean, yeah. that's just really... Well, it's, it's a way to build yeah. community. Exactly. Like the two words, it's the hope and the serve. That's the yeah. two yeah. words I keep getting from both of you is the hope for serving and building yeah. that community. And we, it, you're absolutely right. That's the one thing that frustrates me with, and I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not going to go there, even though I'd really like to. Yeah, me I'm too, but to. I'll be like, eh. I know, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> but the political climate that we are in right now mm-hmm. is such a hostile political climate that we have to understand that those are the outliers, not the outliers, <laughs> the outliers, the, the majority of all of us want to work together. We want yes. to be good people, but it's those people on the fringe, on the outside, that are getting all the attention for the good and the bad. bad. And, and so let's bring all, together all yes. of those that want to work together. We I lose sight it. of our macro community. Yeah, we, we do. So, we yeah, do. We definitely on, yeah. do. And, and, and the macro community, because a lot of them are – really aren't stable because mm-hmm. they're renters or because of their mm-hmm. income and their jobs and they have to move and and that's what's going to help if we can stabilize families mm-hmm. we can stabilize communities which will help small businesses which will ultimately help the neighborhoods and the city so you have to start on the education port on the training on the job on the housing mm-hmm. there's so many there's so many layers to get to to resolve this problem and no it's not going to be done overnight but we have to start somewhere yeah and someone has to start it. Yeah. So we can talk about it all day. We can talk about the problems. But if you don't get in and do something, and that's why it takes the help of everybody to, to pull these things off. So I hope to see you guys there. I know. I'm excited. I want to learn more about it. Um, you know, it's funny. We talk about education, and it truly does start all with education. I actually was just having this conversation with Derek Ramsey before I came in here. Um, we're talking about some stuff that's been passing and going on up in St. Joe. But tomorrow we have a ballot issue up in St. Joe um, for a, a five-year sunset tax levy increase for our school district. Mm-hmm. And St. Joe School District went through a bunch of junk a few years ago with a bunch of people embezzling money and then they went to jail and they did all kinds of you know stuff and now no one wants to give the school district any money. And we're telling people we are losing a lot of amazing families in St. Joe to Kansas City just because of our school district. And people are fighting back, no, it's crime, no, it's drugs, no, it's this. No, it all starts with education. When we have better school districts, when we educate our children better, the people that are in our community that are feeling every day, whether you have children or you don't, educating those children because those children are going to be grow up and yep. they're going to be in your neighborhood they're going to be your neighbors they're going to be, be the small pre- business yeah owners. they're yes. be the small they could possibly be those small business right. owners if they get the education that they need right. That's right. and education early is important right everybody want they want to start in the middle and high school no we have to yeah. start in preschool mm-hmm. that's where the optimized that's where the optimized education is 
is, is that's is, where mindset gets full. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's where all your words that you learn come by the time that you're three years old. That's like right. you learn all those. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it goes all the way back to Head Start preschool. All of those things mm-hmm. that we form that child. I mean, my child's in kindergarten. He has already formed a lot of ideas and a lot of things that will never change throughout his life. You know, we've been blessed to send him to an amazing preschool before that. But I just see some of his classmates that didn't have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I see the difference already at such at six years old. Yes. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. But everything starts with the education. education. It it, does. Educating children, educating adults. Everything goes back to education. It does. Absolutely. I completely agree. But let's, um, I do a lot of work, volunteer work. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of work with uh, Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. um, and a lot of different um institutions and not from not for profit i love absolutely love <coughs> excuse me what i do and and uh, just helping people get into their own roof why because it is magical and i believe yeah. um you know you are you also a real estate agent yeah okay so you know the magic that happens when somebody becomes a homeowner to me that is it, it really is something you can't you can't by no. um, the 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 change you see, so it's uh, it's empowering. So you know, if a single if a single mom buys a house, you see, you know, I always like to kind of follow, you know, follow up and and then learn a little bit more what happened after you bought the house, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you always see that um, I mean they got a better job, they um, they found that person to you know to to make a family with to you know it's really magical yeah. and and the same with a young couple um you know it's it's incredible sometimes uh, what, that environment changes everything for people it yeah. changes it's it empowering it's self-confidence it's, it's yeah. all of those things it gives you it's the american pride. dream right pride of ownership it's yes. pride of ownership and it's such it's the gateway to so many other things right. had i not bought a home um, lucky enough, I bought it at 18, but mm-hmm. that's what allowed me to be able to start my business because right. I used the equity out of my home. So it, it's a gateway for so many things, and it's, it gives your heirs a head start in life. Yeah. So homeownership, is, it, it can do so much for so many. And if people knew all the benefits besides the fact that you're owning and not renting, right. you're not just throwing money away, it's, it goes beyond that. It yeah. goes beyond that. I grew up in real estate. I've done this since I was 8 years old. I purchased my first home when I was 20. I'd Went away for my first year of college, mm-hmm. came back home, and I wasn't going to be a renter. I wasn't going to give someone else. I was going to build my own equity. Right. And I feel like it's given me a lot of extra opportunities in life that even my husband, he was living in a home that was owned by a family member. He only paid $100 a month rent. But there was a complete different mindset when we got married and he moved into my home that we owned exactly. versus just giving away money every mm-hmm. month yeah. and right. just changing. Yeah. Now I take pride in the things that we have and we do. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is the diversity committee doing? Oh, okay. we have more than just a home tour. Oh, yeah, but we yeah, can we... do that all day. <laughs> so we also have, um, well, we talked about the the, the different ethnics, uh, ethnicities that mm-hmm. we have and the, the communities that we serve. And a lot of people get phone calls and uh, from uh, people that they can't communicate with mm-hmm. effectively. So we are going to do some, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do some sort of highlight. Like, did you know, did you know that we have about, what was it? Uh, maybe 20 or maybe a little more than that. Uh, different languages that uh, KCRER offers agents that speak a little over 20 some different ag- uh, languages. Yeah. So that if you do get a client, you can't serve that person effectively if you can't communicate with mm-hmm. them so we uh are going to make 
uh, make uh, the different members aware of that. We are trying. So you're telling. Wait, wait. You're telling me if I can't communicate with my client, I'm probably not serving them at the highest level, and I should probably refer them off to someone who could actually communicate with them. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, what you're telling idea. me. Yeah, that, that's kind of like the ideal of it. Wow. You know, so. I know too many people that will just hold on to everything. I can't communicate with my client, but oh well. Well, who's going to get hurt in that? Uh, client the client hurt. gets right. hard in that. So exactly, uh, one of the things that happen a lot of times with the Hispanic community, mm-hmm. it's um, an agent will try to do the transaction using a young, um, you know, ten, twelve-year-old son Child. or daughter as a of the family as a translator. Oh, yeah. yes. and it really is. Um, it oh. is not is not fair. Is a big liability, mm-hmm. and it's not. Uh, taking responsibility of your profession, really being right. committed. Right. Um, and let's remember, it's not only, um, you know, race mm-hmm. that we're celebrating this month. We also, you know, we have color, uh, religion. Um, we handicap, you know, we also need to know that there is, um, there's this new uh, wave of construction that will uh, serve um, the challenged community, the handicap. Right. The, which is called, I believe, is universal universal design. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's um, they're building these homes that have the wide um, hallways. It has uh, the shower without, mm-hmm. you know, um, without any uh, inconvenient for people to get in. The kitchen is built, you know, exactly the way they need it. It's something that it's uh, is very new, but it has been very rewarding and I. I enjoy seeing that uh, from some builders right. uh, doing that and, and really um, makes a big difference. It makes yeah. a huge difference. And a lot of times people, instead of going to a retirement home, mm-hmm. um, they're buying these homes and, and uh, you know, and families um, are, you know, passing them out. You know, you know if, if grandpa and grandma have to um, go to the hospital or whatever, then mm-hmm. they are keeping those homes. Um, so it's it's really is a, it's it's so many different um, uh, categories in, so in our celebration. Mm-hmm. So since Maria brought that that topic up, mm-hmm. another initiative that we are going to do for diversity is we're going to do something with persons with disabilities and veterans. Uh, what that looks like exactly, we haven't quite mapped it out. We threw some ideas, but we have finalized that. So that's another initiative that we're also going to do in uh, diversity this year. And we're going to do some sort of ethnic festival. Uh, yeah. So I that. that'll be, uh, yeah, is, I think it's You guys are fun. actually doing stuff in your committee. I am so proud of you guys. So many people <laughs> just like, then we get together, staff talks, and then we leave. No, no, no. We, I'm the chair. I fly You off don't the sit seat. down. Yeah, I was going to say, I fly off. I, I, I don't know how to sit down. No, you don't. So um, <laughs> we are going to do some, uh, some sort of ethnic festival. And we have some awesome ideas on what that's going to look like, mm-hmm. but we have to finalize those as well. And uh, am I missing anything? I think it was one other thing that we were going to do, uh, but I, I believe it's a panel. It's a panel for our, all the members to participate in and the other committees. Okay. So uh, those things, of course, they are for uh, the community, but they're for the members too, mm-hmm. because a lot of our members don't know a lot about what's going on outside of their own communities and the people that they work with. And if we let them know about the different committees that are that they can participate in. We'll get more involvement from the different members 
So those are some of the those are some of the initiatives that we're going to take on uh, this year in diversity, and I'm excited. I'm excited. So I, I'm our next meeting is I don't really know. It's April 9th, April 10th. So really I'll be able know. to get. Yeah. We'll be able to meet more of the actual members to get more involvement. If the there's somebody members. out there that wants to get involved, what do they have to do? They can just involved with which part with, with the diversity, diversity committee uh i think that they could just reach out to patty dower or myself um and we'll be happy to kind of bring them on join. awesome if so, someone wanted to find you how would they find you they could uh call me directly <laughs> at 816-337-8626 if they want to be involved in the upcoming homes tour because we need volunteers that's you always need volunteers for any and everything to make it a success because otherwise there's me wearing 10 hats and running around <laughs> and you're like where is she at i don't know she's a little speedy gonzalez running around everywhere i don't know what she's doing so but for the agents that are out there and we all know that there are some who are sitting there thinking why do we need to be having this conversation in 2019 what do you want to say to the kansas city realtor community um, about fair housing and about diversity within our marketplace I think I would want to say we need to have this conversation and we, th we need this committee because we need people to be aware that there is still not fair housing and that's not fair. Th we are a, a, a world in, of, of a hodgepodge of people. It's, and it's an honor to have such uh, a mixture of people and to welcome everybody is important so to get involved and be familiar with people outside of the people that look like you is important uh, so that's what makes this America America <coughs> that's what I would say Maria anything? I would say um, it is incredibly important to be so committed to our profession that we um, learn the best ways to serve our clients and sometimes that best way is to refer him to somebody else and sometimes is to just go ahead and see you know really uh, learn what tools we have with KCRAR which we have so many mm -hmm. um, I think it's so so much that sometimes we don't even mm -hmm. you know it's too much yeah it is too much um, so that's what I will say and, and really serve the community um, the way they deserve it and I'm always and I have always said this, I'm always available to translate if somebody has a client. And I understand you may not, you know, you don't want to lose that client sometimes and or you don't want to refer that client. But um, as, you know, I am from Colombia, South America. I have been here 37 years. But um, I, I really want to make sure that people know I'm available mm -hmm. and you know, I don't charge anything if they if they get in a situation where, you know, I really need this client to understand this or that, whatever it might be. I am very, very much um, available to do that. Because in your heart, you just want the client served. Absolutely. At the end of the day. that's And I think yes. that's what we all want, at least should those be. of us sitting at that's the table right. today. I was going to say, right. that's so, what they yes. should want. That's, that's right. the right. client's best interest. Yeah. Well, so. thank you, ladies, so much for coming in today. We really appreciate, appreciate you it. so much. And this has probably been one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far because it's actually this topic truly matters. So absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.